Welcome to Inside the Mind, a podcast hosted by myself, Jennifer Forster, and my beautiful co-host, Ali May. We're excited to be here, diving into edgy, raw, and relatable conversations woven together with mind-blowing questions that will shake up your model of the world, expand your thinking, unravel your beliefs, tease apart your patterns, and walk you to the very edges of everything you've ever believed about yourself. As NLP trainers, coaches, entrepreneurs, we'll be traversing the topics of business, relationships, money, family, spirituality, leadership, and personal growth, all through the discerning lens of NLP, ancient teachings, and a healthy sprinkling of womanly wisdom. One thing we believe to be true is that if we want a different outcome, we must be willing to ask a different question. And the answers to those questions are always inside the mind. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind. I'm Jen Five Star, which I've become affectionately known as now on the podcast. Jen Four Star, Five Star, if you know me well, and my beautiful co-host, Ali May. Welcome. So, whew, big topic today, aren't they all? Yes, they are, and they're, they're getting bigger. And we would love to know also, what would you like us to dive into? If there is a, a burning topic that you would like us to explore, please do share in whichever platform you're listening to. Or if you can't share on that platform, you can send us a direct message. Yeah, yeah. Send us a message. Send us an email. Come and join us in our Facebook group. Any way you want to connect with us, connect with us. Yes. So today, today we want to dive into a topic. I'm going to give you two versions. I'm going to give you the layman's term that I heard that really landed for me once and I'm going to then going to give you the NLP interpretation. So the concept is, are we contaminating the minds of the people around us or are we contributing to the minds of the people around us? Now, I first heard the contaminating, contributing explanation from a a beautiful woman called Tiani. So I just want to acknowledge that's where I first heard that. However, the NLP version of that is, are we installing our beliefs or negative emotions into someone or are we eliciting possibility, wholeness and choice into the people around us? So let's start there, Ali, because this is a really... To me, this is something that becomes a daily practice, for me at least. Being aware of my language, being aware of the language that I'm using and being really fucking self-responsible about the way I'm saying what I'm saying so that it lands with the person so it opens up choice and wholeness versus me giving my beliefs and interpretations of the world through my model of the world to the person unconsciously because that's the piece here. It's an unconscious process. And this is where consciousness gets to come in. (laughs) We're going to flip this right on its head. Mm. For me, there are so many subtleties in this. Mm. There are so many parts of this where we're like, oh, I don't do that. I don't push my beliefs onto somebody else. I don't impact. You might be sitting there going, no, I don't do that. And And you might not. And when we fine-tooth comb it and we have a look at our language and what we're actually speaking, I don't know too many people that are actually that aware of what's coming out of their mouth. And, you know, it's another reason that Inside the Mind, the podcast was created because 
you know, we want more people to be more conscious around what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And for us as well, one finger out, three back. You'll hear us say that quite a bit. It's anything that is spoken out comes back, you know, comes back to us as well. So for me, when I look at this, there's a reason that I don't tell people how something is. You know, one of my girlfriends many years back said, Ali, when are you going to start telling people how to do this? And I was like, it's not my place to tell people how to do this, or it's not my place to tell people how to think. And, you know, when we look at sales and marketing, we have a look at what most people do on social media is they're telling people how something is. The key piece here is that it's how it is for you. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be how it is for someone else. So you'll hear me say a lot, and you'll hear Jen say a lot, in my opinion, mm. or my interpretation of that is. Or, or in, to me. Yeah, to, to me. me yeah. This is what this is. Or my model of the world is this. Because we are very conscious of not installing our beliefs, patterns, or anything negative into somebody else. Mm. So when we preframe it like that with what we just shared, when we preframe what we're going to share with somebody, what were your pieces? To me, to me, this is what it is. To me, or through my model of the world, this is how I would see that. So when we pre-frame a conversation like that, then the other person isn't automatically at the unconscious level taking in what we say as truth because it's just our truth. I love this because I got a beautiful smack up the side <laughs> of the head, especially in and around Ali where you said a second ago, some of you might be thinking, oh, I don't do this. I'm very conscious of the way I speak. And I would totally acknowledge that for you. And that was me too. And I had a beautiful breakthrough moment that has taken this as a practice in my world to a whole nother level during Master Prac. And it was such an unconscious thing. It triggered the fuck out of me. Ali and I had a moment. <laughs> well, I had a moment actually, and Ali held the space while I had that moment. And it gave me the greatest freaking breakthrough in being in a whole new level of self-responsibility in and around the way I speak. Do you mm. want to share that one? Because to me, this is a micro. I've got two examples, or we have two examples. This is a micro example, and I'll give a macro example after this as well. And yeah. I've got a third example. Oh, which, yes. Yeah, which, I'll, <laughs> which I'll go with. Uh, I think I'll start with that. Mm -hmm. Remember we were having a conversation not long back mm -hmm. and you gave me your opinion. You said it's, I was out of my driveway. I remember mm -hmm. where I was when mm -hmm. you said it. And this is, when we look at communication, Jen and I just love communication and our friendship, the way that we communicate with each other, there's nothing really that either of us could say that would trigger the other person too much anyway we can say what we feel and what's true for us so I remember we were having this conversation and you you gave me your opinion and I turned around and I said hey do you mind if I share something do you mind if I just share how that felt with what you said I can't remember the exact words mm. something like that. you're like yeah I remember this yeah too. you said like 100% you said I've already got it I was like yeah cool so it was Jen was giving me her viewpoint on something in my life now what happens is so say Jen had said to me can't remember the exact words but something like well it's this way Ali then what happens internally for us when we're doing this and giving our opinion to somebody else and we're saying, this is how it is. What happens within us is we question that automatically inside of us. We'll go, oh, is that true for me? Or we'll start to believe that that's true for us when it may not even be true at all. Last episode, we talked about boundaries. And this is another piece for me around boundaries. When somebody says something to me that's their opinion, like Jen, I'm like, yeah, I'd prefer that that's not how our conversations go. So that was one piece. The mm -hmm. second piece 
yeah, master prank. So for those of you that might be new to our channel, Jen did her practitioner training with me, NLP practitioner, her master practitioner with me, and then we're both trained through the same training company for our trainers training so that we can accredit and certify people in what we do at the practitioner and master prac level. Whew, say all that five times. It's a lot. It's a lot. So Jen did, in 12 months, she did her prac and master prac with me. And at master prac, <laughs> it was already, I think, day five of a lot of triggers. I'd day. already had one of the biggest breakdown and breakthrough moments of my life. One of those foundational woundings, for want of a better word, childhood woundings that was so deep and so ingrained and so multi-layered and multi-faceted in my life. It's little meaning, the little tentacles of this wounding were like tiny threads that covered so many areas of my life. And I tell you what, this is why we love the work we do. When you hit that taproot, when you truly get to that root cause and pull that sucker out, first of all, it's going to sting a little, certainly did for me. It's going to feel real and hard. And to me, it was very real and hard and really painful. And I had this sense of, I'd rather not be here at Master Prac than experience this breakdown right now. And also knew enough to know that something that felt that big and that real and that alive in my being was one of those tap roots that if I could have that be dissolved, my whole life would change exponentially. And my fucking God, did it ever change exponentially. However, when we clear stuff up, <laughs> the unconscious mind will then give us some other little pieces to have a little cleanup of as well, which is led, us, led me to the second breakdown in a matter of five days. <laughs> Was it only two in five days, too? I think it could have been more. I'm not sure. It was great. Like, it was great. It was I'm so, good. so grateful. Oh, yeah. look, I am beyond, beyond grateful for all of it because if we want our lives to change, that's where it's at, baby. Mm, and we work with the unconscious mind, which you'll hear us talk a lot about, and that's where permanent change is created. So Jen just gave a according to our teachings. Mm. So Jen just shared something which was true life, real life, into what we're talking about right now. Jen went on to say, when you're go- if you're going to have a breakthrough, it's going to be X, Y, Z. And then Jen's language changed and said, in my experience. At least, because- at least in my experience, yes. that's how I knew it to be. So this is the piece around how are we affecting somebody else's internal model of the world. If Jen sat here and said, this is how it is, then you go out to do, you're listening to this and you go out and you do some self-development work, you may take on that belief that this is going to be hard, this is going to be difficult when you do not have to do that. So when we pre-frame and say, in my opinion or in my experience, this is the case, then we stop other people from taking things on as much. Mm. Everything we say affects the way that somebody thinks. Everything, every single, this is a simple way for what we've just talked about, a simple way to understand this. Every single thing that comes out of our mouths affects the person in front of us. Mm. Do you want to affect them in a positive way or do you want to affect them in a negative way? Mm. Okay, so let's go to this piece. Mm. So we were sitting there and it had already been, I I think, a good five days of Jen going through this breakdown, breakthrough experience. So both of us being so close in our friendship, me being Jen's trainer as well, it had been quite big, big for both of us on that level as well. So, you know, I've got my trainer hat on and Jen's got her student hat on and, and beyond that, we're friends. However, in the training room, Jen was my student and I was the trainer. 
So coming through the few days of that intensity, me witnessing Jen in, in her experience with everything, the sensitivity within Jen, when we get to this specific exercise, it was on modeling, modeling excellence. Everybody went around and shared something. And this one woman was before Jen and she shared and then it came to Jen and Jen said, well, that didn't happen something along the lines of, well, that didn't happen for me like that. It happened like this. And however it was said, could have almost been like the other woman, she would have taken this on as, oh, what I just shared wasn't the right thing to have shared or what I just could, shared. Yeah, she could have taken yeah. it on that. I way. think, well, I asked her, how did she mm. take it? And it was that I gave a teaching moment in this moment as well, because I could see it was a beautiful teaching moment for how we do this. So the details are irrelevant. The mm. point being that whatever Jen shared had the great potential mm. and did to affect the other person to have them feel like shit within themselves. Now it was, Jen didn't intentionally mean that. Not at all. It was what Jen was sharing from her space. And it's that subtle for how we can do mm. things. Piss Jen off. And my words were, Jen, if this has triggered you, we can talk about this later. I was like, I was at my point of going, <laughs> yep, we're just going to move on and we'll come back to this. It was so funny. Yeah. So great. A great moment though, right? Yeah. And when we have those triggers, those activations, I've shared this in an episode before, we can lean in on them or we can get fucked off by them. Mm. And when we lean in, they can be our greatest teachers. Mm. Greatest teachers. And a great example there, Ali, of, to bring that round as to how quickly. So change can be super quick and super fast and super easy if we let it. Certainly for me. I've experienced my change in a whole manner of ways. And I would suspect we all would have that as a means. And it can be super easy as well. It can be super quick and super easy. Literally, by the time we got to the cars, which was, I don't know, an hour or so later, I was able to process it through, take it in, see what had happened, see my trigger, see all of the pieces for myself and shift into four. This is an opportunity for me to become even more masterful in my language, to become even more aware of what I'm saying, how I'm saying it. And yeah, do I slip up? Of course I do. Absolutely, I do. And when I do, and if I catch that, I will correct myself immediately so that I am not installing my beliefs into somebody else. So these days, if people ask me my opinion on things, um, or ask me a question. And if you've been in my inbox, and I know some of the people listening are in my inbox, I can be frustrating in that I will answer your question with a question. Someone said to me once, Ali, don't you get frustrated by the fact you're so neutral on everything? No, I love being neutral. I, for me, being in that sweet, we've got an episode coming up about this. To me, it's inner freedom. That sweet neutrality to me is the most, it's the epitome for me. It's the epitome of inner freedom. When I can be with both and not have to be with either, that's a really sweet space for me to be in. I like that. So that's a kind of micro example. And, and I wanted to share a macro example of this as well, because again, to me, through my model of the world, when I am on social media, I'm quite often seeing posts that if we're not consciously consuming them, can be an installation of someone else's belief and values coming through a well-meaning Instagram post. I often take screenshots of them because they're great examples for me to, to become aware of myself. So 
On the weekend, I was down at Byron Bay and we were been having a conversation with my daughter, just joking around, you know, a bit of banter backwards and forwards. And she said to me, she knew I was in Byron Bay, she said, if you run into either of the Hemsworths, meaning Liam or Chris, thank you. I don't even know who that, I, anyway, that's irrelevant. She said, don't be awkward, just be yourself. And I said, darling, of course I'll be myself. I'm just going to be like, don't they know who I am? Come on. Anyway, it was just a joke. And I was relaying that joke to my friends as we were driving around Fire and Bay. And one of the people in the car said to me, oh, I don't think you'd want to be running into the Hemsworths because remember that song that was written about one of them? And as I heard that, in my mind, in my mind, I firstly rejected it. That's something we can all do. If you hear something that isn't, that you do not agree with, just invite your unconscious mind to reject it. And then I went on to say outwardly, after I processed it in my mind, I went on to speak outwardly and say, it's interesting that somebody can write a song about someone. So just to give some context for, for those that may not know the story, there is a story that suggests that Miley Cyrus wrote a song called Flowers, and you would have had to have lived under a rock to have not heard this song. However, the song is reportedly about, in air quotes, bad boyfriend. Uh, Liam, husband. 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 Sorry, I don't read celebrity stuff, so I'm really not in the know here. I don't either just say and I yeah. just somehow knew that they were yeah. married. So they were married. But it was a reflection on him as a boyfriend, a partner, a human being. And the interesting thing to me here is, and this is what I shared in the car, for me sometimes the person that is, again, I'm air quoting this phrase, naming and shaming, To me, when someone is naming and shaming another human being publicly or privately, that to me often says more about the person who may not have completed their own healing as to why they might be doing that. So I shared that in the car. And as we were driving around, it reminded me of this as well on a macro level. So on social media, celebrities, people like someone like Miley Cyrus, who's got millions of followers through a song and then the world giving its interpretation of what that song means. I don't know if that's what the song means. How would be the only way I would know if that's what the song means would be to actually ask Miley Cyrus if that's what the song means. However, that song through the world's interpretation via TikTok and Instagram and social media has the world now believe that Liam Hemsworth is a bad husband or a bad person or did all these shit things. And to me, that's very, very scary and very, very sad that we are unconsciously through social media platforms and gossip and sharing. That's happened for a single human being and he had no say in that. I don't know what he did. I'm not discounting what he may or may not have done. What I am though speaking to is one person can say one thing through their model of the world as truth and fact and infect or contaminate a collective viewpoint from that one personal perspective. So this is where we're going with this. Be mindful of whatever you're saying and speaking, how it's landing on the other person. Is it contaminating their beliefs or is it 
contributing to wholeness and expansiveness and creating more choice. Because if it's the former, then we're also contracting our ability to view the world in a more loving way. I think you just nailed it on the head there. And and a lot of our principles in NLP that we are taught, that we also teach, there's so many parts that come into play here for me. The person is not their behavior. Mm. Everybody's doing the best that they can. Mm. The way that we see, this is just me talking now, the way that we see, well, it was me talking before. (laughs) This is not NLP. Um, Just for those that can't see this, Ali hasn't disappeared and magically come back. It's always been her talking. There's no AI in the making of these podcasts. Just not that there's anything wrong with AI either. Ali's not a robot. Just want to make that clear. This is Ali's model of the world world through Ali's own voice. Totally lost my train of thought now. Totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, moving on. Lost the train of thought. Leave that open loop there. Even to the point of how are we affecting somebody's internal model of the world and their thought process, even what your daughter said to you around, mum, don't be, what'd she say? Don't be all awkward. Don't be all awkward. So what that says to Jen, Jen Mm. will automatically go, because we touched on this in one of our first episodes, Mm. the communication model in NLP. Mm the way that we take information in. So that information, that sentence that Jen's daughter said, Jen's taken through her filters, Jen's just deleted, distorted and generalized what her daughter said. And some part of Jen could have gone, I'm really awkward. And what effect does that have on Jen? Jen walks around now, not now, this isn't happening, could have walked around going, I'm a really awkward person. That would affect the way that Jen shows up in life. That could affect the way that she is with other people. If she did see the Hemsworth brothers, she might've been all awkward. Everything we say impacts the person in front of us. And when we start to become conscious of that, oh yeah, it might do your head in for a little bit and it might not. Uh, (laughs) And it might, and it might not. There's a different level of conversation that starts to be had. We're not talking about other people. We're not telling people how something should be. We're not pushing opinions and beliefs on other people. We're able to have conversations that are empowered, beautiful, that go beyond the general scope of conversation where most people are talking about other people. So a beautiful little takeaway that you might want to play with here, there's two pieces. So if you're hearing something that doesn't feel true for you or doesn't feel good for you, you can do this just inside your mind, in the moment, on the fly. You can ask your unconscious mind to reject it. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to do anything other than, okay, I've just seen something or read something or someone has said something to me and it doesn't feel good for me and it's not a belief I want to take on. Inside your mind, you can just say, unconscious mind, we reject that. Yeah. All you need to do on that. I'd like to add in on there as well. So my trainer taught me this Mm. around this. I choose to reject this and I choose to adopt this. Mm. So with the rejecting piece, I will do this when I'm watching movies. If I hear hear something being said about something about money is this way or relationships are like this and it's something that I don't want to believe, I'm literally sitting there going, in my mind, I choose to reject that. I choose to reject that. I'm even doing it now to the level of food. So if I used to be someone that if I would see a McDonald's ad anywhere, like on a billboard or on a bus or something like that, so I don't watch TV, if I would see that, then I would want that food. Mm. That's the whole point of marketing, right? So now if I see food like that, or if I see something that I would normally want to eat that I don't want to eat, really don't want to eat, it's not good for my body, I will say to myself, I choose to reject that. And it's gone like that. Mm. It's totally gone like that. I'm loving playing with that. Yeah, I really like that. Mm. And then the other, the other side, the flip side of the coin is that we can do, I choose to adopt that. So if you see somebody in life that has something that you desire, or if you see somebody with business skills that you desire, or you see someone that has great parenting skills or whatever it is for yourself, even like Oprah Winfrey has some beautiful humanitarian parts within her pieces about who she is. 
if you want to take that on, you can say, mm. I choose to adopt that. I choose mm. to adopt that behavior. I choose to adopt that way of being. And your unconscious mind will then start to start to filter that and bring that into your reality for yep. you. Perfect. And then the other piece that you can do when you're speaking, this is just another invitation. If it feels good, bring this in as a practice. Begin to start things that you share with to me or finish it with to me or in my experience, um, in, in my experience or how I've noticed that to be. So rather than speaking in you language, bring it back into some I language or me language. That's if, if you it really, feels good. Yeah, if you yeah. resonate with this podcast yeah. and you yeah. can see how you might be projecting your beliefs and your patterns and your programs onto other people. Yeah. Or, you know, some people like to make other people feel bad. And no judgment here. I've got someone specific in my mind. I know at times would say things to upset her children if she wasn't getting what she wanted from them. And we can be manipulative there. Mm. So are you being manipulative and do you know it? Again, no judgment here. We mm. just are who we are and we can choose at any point in time to change our behavior. And we create these behaviors, we create these beliefs, we create these patterns and we can uncreate them as well. So if you're listening to this and you find that you're a bit manipulative or you mm. find that that you're saying things that are judgy or you're actually projecting your shit onto other people, mm. then you may like to start using this language. And if you're happy with how you are and and you couldn't care less, then keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a good place to close this episode out. What yeah. do you think? I do. And you know what? So this is our second recording for today. And our first one, we didn't have our tea with us. And usually we start every session we do like this, our recordings with a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this tea is divine. It's, it is just delicious. It is delicious. so good. I choose to adopt that. <laughs> and we are having tea every time. <laughs> We will see you on the next episode. See you later.